0: Have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to the Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode number one hundred and two. We are recording on February twelfth, twenty twenty four. And we have some feedback from the previous episode. Uh Ineash, is this first one from you it
1: is indeed um the we reported on the export ban on uh the liquid natural gas that the u.s is not allowing the liquid natural gas to be exported again soon uh due to um was it was it executive order i think it was yes okay
0: anyways due to global warming
1: yes uh actually literally due to global warming which still shocks and appalls me i don't know how that ended up being the reason uh, but the- there's
0: also concerns about methane,
1: which is global warming, though.
0: I mean, it's a greenhouse gas, but also like quite toxic to humans. We don't
1: we don't breathe in the methane from natural gas being burned.
0: No, but sometimes we breathe it in from natural gas being drilled.
1: Mm. Oh, wait, no, but, we're
0: t- no, but we're not talking about drilling.
1: No, we're talking about exporting the liquid natural gas. It's going to be drilled anyway.
2: Anyways, uh, we're getting off topic. I mean, that's not how economics works, but.
1: that i I see what you're saying when you can't export it you'll drill less because there will be less demand for it yes okay but what was brought to our attention by a listener from the discord is that uh we overlooked that this is a pause on approving new exports and does not apply to current exports we'll still be exporting 1 billion cubic feet we're just not going to export 13 billion cubic feet
0: Uh, 11 billion is what we're exporting
1: that's did i say one you said one. I meant one-one.
0: One-one <laughs> billion.
1: <laughs> uh, also, this doesn't apply to countries that we have free trade agreements with, which includes basically all our allies, and the current contracts don't run out until 2028. So, basically, they were saying that we uh, we did not report this well and made a big deal over something which is not that big a deal, at least not yet. No,
0: I think it's kind of a big deal. Um, new exports are... I mean, it's it's basically everything we said last time is true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to result in less natural gas being drilled and less natural gas being used, and probably more coal being used. Yes, um, I I don't think we gave any specific numbers last time because I I sure still didn't know any. I I do think that we gave the impression
1: that it was going to be a more immediate thing uh, rather than something that tapers off over time and affects future drilling plans and also uh i did specifically say it's gonna fuck our allies because a lot of them use that natural gas and are gonna have to turn to russia instead or use coal no. and that was just plain wrong
0: yeah ah well yes i should have assumed you said something wrong <laughs> <laughs> this time it was me
2: yeah so i uh, i'm so happy to take the l for um the for missing that this is just new exports, uh, but I think the basics of what at least I was ranting about, which is that this is dumb and the explicitly given reason for it, which may or may not be the actual reason, makes absolutely no sense. Um, yeah, I stand by that as still applying, so...
1: I don't remember where I saw this. I don't think it was our Discord. It was somewhere else. Uh, but someone had mentioned that they they literally work, uh, in policy and saw part of how this went down. And it looks like it actually was specifically um supposed to be a thing about um global warming. That that was literally the reason, which is just terrible. That's because,
2: disheartening.
1: Yeah, it's so dumb. I,
2: there's no way around the "we're ruled by sociopaths" thing, but. I like to at least fondly imagine sometimes that the sociopaths are somewhat competent.
0: And now you cannot imagine that anymore. Nope. Well, Enoch, I don't know what you're doing actually talking to people in the policy space. Because our next piece of feedback on the is from Puggy the Pig fourteen on the Discord, who says the mind killer is basically Joe Rogan for rationalists. They put in zero effort and act like they're being rational. <laughs> 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 Which uh... like Right? I'm like, oh, somebody gets us. You know? Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like I don't act like I'm being rational,
0: but, you know. But you do put in zero effort, and that's the important yes. part. Yes. Hey, I think being compared to Joe Rogan is
1: awesome, actually, because I yeah. really like right? Joe Rogan.
0: He yes, like, the most successful podcast in the world. Yeah,
1: certainly wouldn't mind having his listenership.
0: Right? I would dream of being the Joe Rogan for rationalists.
1: And he's just, like, he's a cool dude. He's very excited about things. He's always like, whoa,
0: tell me about the thing. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just a dumb guy. Right. Who likes asking questions. Yeah.
1: He's, he's got a heart of gold. And a brain of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and a penis of gold. Ah, That's our man.
0: All right, and what's our uh, we've got a follow up here?
1: yes, uh so we reported either in the last episode or the episode before that in Happy News about how one of the burnt up scrolls from Pompeii uh where the Mount Vesuvius erupted and buried in an entire Roman
2: uh I, city. I, I like to think our listeners know what Pompeii is. <laughs> you know you're right, Wes, can you cut that just to save our listeners some time?
0: No, this is Joe Rogan for rationalists, <laughs>
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, anyways, we reported that they had used a combination of x-rays and various techniques, and importantly, AI, since that is what we are all about, to read one of the words on one of the scrolls, uh, which was just a huge technological advancement. Uh, in further good news, there is there is and was um, an actual prize grant for being able to uh, translate these scrolls. And that was part of why they were trying to get that one word. They've now read several pages from that scroll. They're called columns, but you know, they're basically pages. Uh, and the, someone has won that prize. It is, uh, first of all, take a p- p- look at the pictures of those guys in, in in the link, the ones who won the prize for doing this, they're so ridiculously young, and it makes me so happy for the future of humanity. It just, I don't know. It reminds me that the the young, hungry kids are the ones that are going out there and learning all the new stuff and applying it to all the cool things.
2: Anyways, I mean, on you guys. I mean, the first picture of a person in the, oh, wow. Oh, never mind. That picture was not the one of the guys. right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, those guys look like they're 19 years old. Yeah, I, I know, yeah.
1: Anyways, as I was saying, uh, there, there was a lot of work done in this. X-ray scans were taken using an Oxford particle accelerator, because that's what they needed to get the kind of X-rays that they could use for this. And then, uh, machine learning use was used to determine whether any individual tiny piece of burnt up parchment had ink on it in the past or not, which is how they, uh, went and, you know, decoded these words. Uh, the translation of this scroll is about Epicurean philosophy and specifically about pleasure and at the very end throws some mad shade at the Stoics. It's like, ah, oh, these guys suck. They don't believe that pleasure is a good thing that humans should have. It's, uh, it's pretty neat. Um, they There's a bit of a Burning Man debate, as I would call it, uh, like how much deprivation do you need for pleasure to be pleasurable and this guy's saying not that much really <laughs> so on west's side i think
0: yeah that's what i'm always saying but guys there's plenty don't worry about it
1: yeah uh there's more of this scroll to come there's 800 more scrolls to go and the thing that like really brought this to my attention and made me want to follow up on it uh, was that Gwern saw this a couple years ago. One of the great things about being in the rationalist community is you're always on things years ahead of the rest of the world. You get the news earlier, even if, like, you're me and you don't do anything because, uh, you, <laughs> you're a lazy bastard and you don't have skills. Uh, you, you get to read about stuff that people are doing years before the rest of the world is, is in on it. Anyways, Gwern spoke several years ago about how crazy it is to think that we have this just entire library in Pompeii called the Herculaneum. Um, with 800 scrolls, which have so much about the ancient world in it, and you gotta think, whenever you read something about like Caesar's last words or about these ancient devices that they had or debates that they had, you gotta have a mental asterisk, as all of this is just kind of bullshit, half guessing from the very few things we have. We don't really know, but it's best best guess. He's like, in in less than a decade, we're going to know everything, and all of this is going to be completely upended. And uh, it's crazy to think about that. Like nothing we're seeing right now has has much behind it. and uh, But you still got to say stuff anyway, right? You, you make your best guess, despite knowing that your best guess is going to be completely useless soon. Uh, and now we're in that part where we're making the, <laughs> the guesses useless because we're about to find out everything that people actually said in this awesome library that's been preserved. I don't know. It's cool.
0: Maybe it'll contain ancient wisdom that allows us to unlock some, uh, you know, Ooh. Uh, magic powers.
1: Yeah, things mankind was not meant to know. Indeed. Hopefully we'll all go insane.
0: You probably do hope that.
1: <laughs> it would be a fun way to end the human story.
0: All right. Well, that brings us to new news. Uh, our first new news story is that Donald Trump, if you can believe it, is not immune from prosecution just because he was president.
2: Fake news.
0: <laughs> well, maybe uh, this was the D.C. circuit court who said this um so stay tuned because the supreme court's going to be weighing in at some point i guess if trump got his papers in on time which should have been filed by now um they so yeah so if you will recall we've we've reported on this when the district court decided the case and they said no trump you're not immune from prosecution just because you were president um The D.C. court has now issued their opinion. They say, no, Trump, you're not immune from prosecution just because you're the president. But we'll stay this decision until Monday to give you a chance to apply for an emergency stay from the Supreme Court. So I'm guessing he did that by now. I checked earlier today and he hadn't, but Hmm. he wouldn't be Trump if he didn't wait till the last minute. That's true. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of annoyed by this order, just staying it, because this trial was supposed to happen next month. And because of this this delay, it's already been taken off the trial calendar. And Trump's whole strategy here is to just get that push this back past the election. And now it's up to the Supreme Court. And I don't know why. I I wish the, the 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 appeals court had just said, like, no, it goes into effect now. And if you want the Supreme Court to issue a stay, go ask him for a stay. Instead, they issued this order that says, oh, all right, we'll it to a stay till Monday. And then if you make an application to the Supreme Court, the stay is extended until the Supreme Court acts on that application.
1: I mean, this is definitely a constitutional crisis kind of thing. And I can see why they would want to say, you know what? Only the Supreme Court should really say much about that.
0: Maybe. I mean, I, I, my preference is the Supreme Court just denies cert and says, yeah, obviously, this is so obvious that we don't even need to weigh in here.
2: I don't know. Sounds like something a witch hunter would say. I mean, definitely. A witch hunter?
0: Yes. Yeah, you know, because it's a witch hunt trying to get Trump.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I'm just hoping that the Supreme Court's all witch hunters, too. Hmm. Uh, but they probably won't. They'll probably... I, I-, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're definitely going to rule against him, but it's just a question of timing. And it might delay it enough that he gets to... He, he pushes it back after the election, and I would be so pissed off.
2: <sighs> I mean, what the election's if- in, like, what? Seven Nine months? months?
1: Seven months. Seven months. Jesus. No, it's in November.
2: Oh, right. Nine months. So, November.
0: yes, nine months.
2: Seems like quite a long delay, given the turnaround time I usually expect from the Supreme Court, especially on stuff this big. Unless yeah, you, I mean, I, I, unless you're suggesting gonna, that they're just going to spin things out specifically to assist in Trump's strategy of uh, no, I think the they'll.
0: No, I think it'll just be a de- Well, it's already been a delay of like a month and a half. Um, and so even if they delay one more month, that's maybe not time to have the trial ahead of the election because uh, you got to do. There's lots of pretrial stuff that Trump's going to delay as much as possible.
2: But if the if the trial scheduled for next month, then isn't hasn't it? wouldn't that like have already been more or less taken care of?
0: Uh, no, because the trial judge canceled that court date. Right.
2: And the legal system is stupid about things like, you know, not throwing out all your work just because you rescheduled something.
0: Oh, yeah. So actually, so so what's funny is that the prosecutors were trying to head this off by presenting them with, you know, all their discovery and all their pretrial motions and everything as if there was no stay. And saying like, okay, well, we're not filing this with the court yet, but here's everything we're gonna file as soon as the stay is lifted. And Trump's team objected to that and went to court, and the judge ordered him to stop it. Whoa! Yeah, it's such, such complete bullshit. But I think the judge is just like, is just like being super extra cautious because they know that Trump is gonna appeal everything. Mm. But yeah, that that was hilarious. That they're like, hey, stop giving us all this information. We have a stay here. Come on.
1: If the trial doesn't happen before, no, before the election. The trial is literally about whether he can be in the election, right?
0: No. that's Is this the, no, the, is this the
1: Gen 6 trial?
0: Yes. All right.
1: So he could still be indicted on that even if he won the election? He
0: is already indicted on that. He could be convicted. convicted yes, if he wins you, the election. Okay. Uh, it's questionable if the trial would go forward once he's president um but if not i mean they could just delay it until after he's president yeah
1: well it There's should no it should go forward even if he is president but i understand why it probably wouldn't well it won't because he's
0: also he's gonna pardon himself
1: oh my god yeah can, wait can a
0: president pardon himself nobody knows <laughs> Damn. no one's ever tried before <laughs> okay but he's definitely 100 percent going to what? uh and this is the federal case so if 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 he has that power, then then he can do it. Um, he can't pardon himself from, like, the Georgia case. But what he can do is run to the Supreme Court and say, hey, they can't go forward with this trial. I'm the president. I got important things to do. Okay. And uh, the Supreme Court might listen. So that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, but hopefully the Supreme Court either says they're not going to review it or they review it super quick and gets everything back on schedule. Mm-hmm. All right, Eniash. Yes, you have. This is uh, almost a follow-up. Tell us what's going on with uh, Hamas and the uh, UNRWA.
1: UNRWA is the UN agency that provides um, relief for Gaza, which basically means they fund Hamas. Uh, they yes.
0: when last we left them, yes, they had. It had just been discovered that like a handful of them were Hamas members and had participated in the attacks.
1: No, No, no. A lot of them are Hamas members, but a handful of them were actually there on October 7th, murdering people.
0: Well, yes, there was a handful that were that participated in the attacks. We weren't quite sure how many were Hamas members. Nobody's right. quite sure of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they supposedly provide aid to refugees in Gaza, which admittedly they do do, but they also provide a lot of money to Hamas, which eh, I, I'm I'm very down with that. You should not have a UN organization that supposedly is providing relief to um to refugees, Inyash. funding terrorists.
0: thats That bad. means you're not down with that. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Anyways. Don't you know how the kids talk these days? You may have been trying to say down on that.
1: Mm, I don't know. I, my words just, uh, I don't know what words mean anymore
0: half the time. And by these days, I, of course, mean the 1990s. I, Wes, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, so you're not down with that.
1: The the organization has a headquarters in Gaza, as one must, because you're an organization. Uh, underneath it, they had to dig down, I believe, 30 feet. Uh, they found, again, Network of Tunnels.
2: Uh, they being the IDF, I assume
1: yes the the israeli defense force uh underneath the headquarters of this un aid organization they found a data center for hamas like literally racks of servers uh electricity wires going down from the headquarters of the aid organization to the headquarters of hamas and air conditioning units going there to to keep them at a recent decent temperature it was it was kind of crazy now the thing about this is um hard to independently verify. It's not like any of the journalists that were taken down there were allowed to start playing with the data centers and look into what data is on it. I guess in theory, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you can say that uh, the IDF went and put all those servers there after they cleared out Hamas. Um, so what we have is the IDF says they found that this is what this is, and they showed journalists a bunch of stuff that looks just like it. But... You never know. This could be like one of those um, situations where we thought that the Israelis had bombed a hospital, and everyone was trying to come up with like why they might have accidentally done this, or why it might have been Haza uh, Hamas, and then it turned out that in fact the hospital was never hit at all, and a bomb had gone off in the parking lot instead.
2: And that bomb had been follow- fired by Gazans.
1: Yes, it had. Well, but uh, rocket. Yeah, yeah. What, what I'm what I'm getting at is that they found the major operations of a of hamas a terrorist organization uh buried underneath this aid organization's headquarters and that's really bad
0: yeah and the thing about this is that there's like no way that the people the in the unrwa could have not known about this yes if for no other reason then hamas was using their electricity yes But also, they were just, you know, they had cables running in and out. Mm -hmm. Um, Some, like, they definitely knew about this.
1: They were gating access. They were, you know, making sure only actual Hamas officials would go down there. Things like that. Oh,
0: my God. Is that real?
1: I mean, the place is gated. It has security cameras, and people can't just walk in and out without some sort of authorization to go in.
0: Yeah, but they have all those tunnels.
1: That could
2: be true.
0: Yeah, they no, if they were, I mean, if they were coming and going, I don't think they were coming through the front gate. I would assume they were using that whole network of tunnels they had.
2: I mean, this is Hamas we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, a...
0: why have all those tunnels if you're not going to use them? It's so fun. you can
2: get to
1: other
0: places quickly. Yeah, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, but it's still, like, regardless, it's it's still a thing they would have known about. Yeah. Um, so my question is, I mean, is this is this necessarily nefarious? Hamas was the legit government technically still is i feel like
2: I, I feel like you're probably not using the secret data center you have with a un organization as a front for it for like keeping track of traffic tickets or whatever yeah so fair.
1: <laughs> Like, why do you need your secret data center underground?
2: Obviously, if we don't know what, well, most data centers are either underground or underwater, just because it's easier to keep things cool when they're away from the sun. But, um, well, I, did not know I, that. I say most data centers. Uh, most data centers most that don't centers. have uh, that don't have like Google money backing them, <laughs> because then you can just build a big building and stuff it full of air conditioners.
0: I'll- All right, well. That sucks. Um, I I think we were speculating last time that the, uh, you know, the January 6th guys that were UNRWA members were really just an excuse. Um, Sorry, uh, January 6th guys? (laughs) January 6th, uh, (laughs) October 7th. That was probably one or two January 6th guys too, you know. (laughs) But yeah, October 7th. I feel like Uh, those those are
2: different subsets of the set of crazy people. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Uh, But anyway, yeah, we were speculating that that was probably just like an excuse for defunding this organization that everyone kind of knows is corrupt and in bed with Hamas. Uh, This is just kind of more of an indication that that's probably right.
1: It's much harder to say, look, I'm sorry, we have 1700 people working for us. We couldn't help it if, you know, a single digit number of them turned out to be murderous killers. That just happens. Hey, it was
0: double digits. It was 12.
1: Oh, 12. Okay, okay, Uh, But still a tiny fraction. Uh, but then you know when you're actually hosting the the server farms of the terrorists, it's uh, much harder to say we we didn't know we couldn't help it.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Next story. Uh, so since January, the Republicans in in Congress have been trying to impeach the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, because of what's going on at the border. Hmm. Okay. Now. Nobody's even really pretending that this is, like, high crimes and misdemeanors territory. They're just saying, like, he sucks at his job and he's probably doing it on purpose. Hmm. It's very stupid. It, it's mostly just a tantrum they're throwing. But it was really funny this week they tried to do the impeachment and failed. Because three Republicans defected and that's all that they needed because the House is so evenly divided. Oh. Why did those three Republicans defect? Because this is stupid. And they're like, this is stupid. I see. Okay. I mean, they didn't say it was stupid, but they were like, well, you know, I don't think it rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, fuck that guy, definitely. But uh, impeachment's not the right vehicle for this.
1: Or they should impeach him because the TSA still exists.
0: <laughs> I don't think he has the authority to just get rid of the TSA by himself.
1: Well, then they should impeach, keep impeaching guys until they find one that does.
0: I agree. Yep. <laughs> or they could, you know vote on a law that changes that which Uh, takes just as many votes as an impeachment but you know
2: yeah i have mixed feelings about this because on the one hand yes this is bullshit on the other impeachment is not used nearly widely enough
0: who would you impeach
2: everyone (laughs) who wouldn't there we go Mm,
0: but then who would do the impeaching yeah no answer there, do you? I've caught you a logical
2: contradiction. The people who do the impeaching get impeached last. Who impeaches <laughs> the impeachers?
0: The other impeachers, apparently. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't have mixed feelings about this. Uh, I agree that impeachment is probably underused, but this is a terrible case for it. Um, unfortunately, they're probably going to do it anyway, because Steve Scalise has been out of the Congress for the past couple weeks apparently treating cancer, but he's going to come back probably tomorrow and they're going to do a a new vote and they just need one more vote. So they're probably going to do the impeachment and then it's going to go to the Senate and they're going to vote it down and nothing's going to happen. But, you know, it'll be a fun little game that they get to play. Cool.
2: I realize this isn't a particularly hot take, but having the cancer patient out sick leaving the show to be entirely run by these senile old people, probably indicates some somewhat deeper uh, systemic issues with the American governmental system.
0: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We have a perfect system that was created by literal angels (laughs) and should never be changed. I
1: don't have enough knowledge to have an opinion.
0: (laughs) All right. Glad we all agree. (laughs) Enia! Yes, sir. Speaking of perfect organizations. Yes, What's going on with the FAA?
1: This was something that was dropped by Tracing Woodgrains recently, and it's actually something that conservative groups have been going on for a while, but no one believed them because it's so ridiculous.
0: And they needed a gay furry to report it.
1: I, they did. It turns out to be completely true. Uh, after a large number of Freedom of Information Act requests, uh, it was discovered that the FAA thought they had way too many white men as um, air traffic controllers. Apparently it's just a thing that, like, white men enjoy doing, I guess. Uh, makes a good living. The way you got to be an air traffic controller was that there's a specific air traffic controller, uh, educational track that, uh, various institutions can enroll you in and teach you the stuff you need to know. There is a test afterwards called the AT-SAT or the ATSAT. I'm assuming the first AT stands for air traffic. And the, the second SAT is just standardized aptitude test like normal. Um, and if you scored high on that, then you would be admitted as a air traffic controller. Everything worked fine. They just wanted to know, could you control air traffic? Um, the people who came into this job were pretty overwhelmingly from the Air Force or uh, previous uh, pilots themselves. But there weren't enough, uh, black people or women in it. And that was a problem. And it was decided that this was a problem that actually needs fixing. So they didn't want to specifically have racial quotas since that is technically illegal. Although, Wes, apparently not if you're, um, in the state of Illinois and a lawyer. Uh, we can get to that. It's still illegal. It's still illegal. They they just. Say it in Illinois and it doesn't matter. Correct. Wow. Crazy. Anyways, uh, since it's illegal to be bl- that blatant about it, the FAA instead commissioned a study to find a series of questions that would eliminate almost all white men if they were, uh, pre-tested with, with these questions. It was basically a personality test kind of question. Things were like, uh, what was your, what was your lowest scoring class in high school uh do you think you should take a lot of risks or not a lot of risks it's the questions are available online from the link here it, it, it's a weird personality test and it was designed with the specific intention of eliminating white men before they got to the atsat and it worked it did exactly that uh we cut 93% of the graduates from these programs um, were disqualified for not answering questions the way that would indicate that they were black or um, women. And uh, for about 10 years that went on and people who went through this training program were given no notice. And they the purpose behind the questions and the way it was scored was not revealed to anybody because you know needed to be a secret that this was being done to practice racial discrimination um eventually this was discovered and after 10 years there is now a class action lawsuit and the faa has decided they should not be intentionally discriminating based on race in hiring anymore so good news on that front at least
2: hell of a concept not being racist in the year of our (laughs) lord 2024
0: so the actual racist part of this didn't seem to be the questions because they don't even conform to racial stereotypes. Like some of them do and some of them are just like you'd have no idea why they they asked that question. And so far, none of the discovery has turned up like why they scored it the way they did. It just seems to be random.
1: Two thirds of the questions on the test were worth zero points anyway. They, I don't know why they were there, just to provide cover for the other questions that were worth points.
0: But yeah, the racist part is that they gave the answers to like the the black advocacy
1: organization. Yes, they and did they that blasted as well. it out
0: to their members.
1: And they specifically said, "Don't let the white people know." Yes, in the actual instructions, like, don't tell
0: any white people about this. It's only for us. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so weird that like Tracing Woodgrains just found this and he's like Why didn't anyone else report this? It's all right There. You can, You can actually see The quiz. I think it's because it's So unbelievable. You just you don't believe It.
1: The yeah.
2: FAA literally Created
1: a quiz to discriminate
2: Yeah Plus one point for the right wing job conspiracy theory to what commonly accepted fact pipeline. I
0: knew it insane theories one <laughs> right? regular theory's a billion. but you should click the link in the show notes because somebody made a uh, interactive quiz you can take yeah. to see if you can make it into the FAA
1: I took the quiz. I could not make it into the FAA
0: yeah ninety I think ninety two percent failed.
1: yes yeah. I mean, um, and that
0: was the threshold quiz before they even like evaluated anything else about you.
1: Yeah. I also couldn't make it into the FAA because I have not taken the air traffic control training, but you wouldn't. Well, have apparently, it you even don't if you need did. to. Yeah.
0: No, that's actually who sued here was the people who took the air traffic control training. Yeah. Whereas before this, that was the way you got to be an air traffic controller. So, all these people enrolled in all this training and paid a bunch of money. And I think it was like a couple of years.
2: Yes. It was a multiple uh, year program. And then.
0: They were like, all right, we're going to do this instead.
2: It's basically a bachelor's degree. So a four-year program.
0: Yeah. And they rejected 92% of them before they even looked at their qualifications. For having the wrong skin color. Or for just not guessing the right random questions. It was so odd. But yes, this was explicitly to increase diversity. So yay, (laughs) DEI. All right. We're going to move on to David's favorite section, presidential primaries. (laughs) Here's what's going on in the presidential primaries. Uh, TLDR, uh, Trump and Biden are winning by a lot.
2: Okay, cool. You've told the (laughs) listeners everything they already knew and also everything they need to know. Moving on. Special counsel declined to prosecute.
0: (laughs) But the fun part... uh, uh, was the uh the Nevada primary. So Nevada was having another f- is another state that was having a fight with their uh party. So they actually ended up holding a primary and a caucus. And much like uh Biden in New Hampshire, Trump's name was not on the ballot for the primary and Nikki Haley lost anyway. Uh 64% voted for none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> that and Nikki is... Haley only got 30%. That is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um and the actual caucus trump won like 99 percent, and that was the one that
1: was actually worth the delegate votes and that
0: was worth the delegates yeah and haley wasn't even wasn't even a candidate in that um so she's waiting for south carolina that's the one she like put anything into that's gonna be on the 24th and she'll probably drop out after that after she you know puts in a really poor showing
1: i'm really sad not because I like Nikki Haley, but because she's not Trump. <laughs>
0: she's not Trump, yeah. But, like, this is, we all knew Trump was going to win because people actually like him. I'm much more upset that people are voting for Biden. Because nobody likes him. Nobody wants him to be the nominee. 74% are telling pollsters, we don't want Biden. And yet, everyone's going fucking voting for him. God. Oh, if
1: they're voting for him, then they must obviously want him. But
0: th- it's a primary, though. So the problems turn out. Inosh, the, Biden, the people who want Biden are going to vote and everyone else is staying home because they're like, I don't vote in primaries. What the fuck is this? Inosh, well, that's a, tell that's me, a
1: them problem.
2: Inosh, tell me you don't exactly. understand election theory without telling me you understand election theory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is the them problem, which is why I'm always yelling at them. Ah, OK. Um, speaking of Biden, he destroyed in South Carolina. I got 94 percent of the vote. And Dean Phillips was actually on the ballot for this one. I think he, he got fewer votes than Marianne Williamson.
2: That's rough.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's over for Dean. I don't think he's he's actually dropped out yet, but he probably should. Poor Dean. Yeah. Uh, and this is another fun quirk that the Democratic South Carolina primary was two weeks ago, and the, the Republican one's going to be two weeks from now because we've just given up on coordination. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, – South Carolina is probably going to be all she wrote for Haley, and this sounds like it was all she wrote for for Phillips and, you know, Marianne Williamson. So, uh, David, you'll probably get your wish. We probably won't do too much more primary reporting because <laughs> uh, it's just it's – it's, it's over. Yeah. We all know who it's going to be. Uh, speaking of other things that are over, mm. there was a special counsel – investigation into joe biden's mishandling of classified documents if you'll recall uh, after everyone found uh, those boxes of classified documents in mar-a-lago joe biden was also like oh yeah i got some too <laughs> um but the uh the special counsel has declined to prosecute um for the actual reason that biden didn't actually do anything he was just like took them by accident and when someone pointed it out he was like oh okay sorry here you go um <laughs> But the the actual report <coughs> is written by a Republican. So he's like, well, you know, Biden probably violated this law, but it'll be tough to get a conviction because he's old and senile. <laughs> and so the jury will probably look at him and be like, he can't remember what day it is. Of course, he forgot to turn back in the classified documents. Is that
2: <laughs> what this was all about? Yes. Uh, he's not wrong, it's- though. <laughs>
0: He's like yeah you could get an indictment but you'd never get a conviction because who's going to convict this old senile man it's interesting way to spin that yeah hilarious
1: didn't biden like say some official talking point where he denied being
0: old and senile yes okay do we believe him
2: he probably flubbed his lines though
0: i mean i don't think he's actually senile um He's just old and he's slow and he has a speech impediment.
2: Yeah, I mean, senility may or may not be the correct diagnosis in a strictly medical sense for whatever's wrong with him. But it should be disqualifying from being president of the United States anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also senility can hit you at any time if it's not already um i don't i actually don't worry about biden being like president and doddering around because that happened to reagan and it was fine it's true uh i'm just worried. i just <laughs> i'm just worried he's gonna lose the election because everyone's gonna look at him and be like how the fuck is this guy gonna be president <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll stay home or vote for the other guy uh and it's gonna suck it is. oh well uh speaking of things that suck Eniash has a deepfake story for us.
1: Yeah, uh, this was fun. A finance worker was called, um, not called, I believe got an email originally uh, with a request for a $25 million transfer, which is huge. This is a very large company that this happened to. And he did the right thing by uh, going to his boss, the COO, in fact, uh, or the CFO, chief financial officer, because you need someone really high up to authorize a transfer of that much and being like, yo, is this legit for real? Uh, this actually happened in my previous job with, to a coworker of mine where he got an email from his boss, uh, to, to make a large transfer and he verified it with a, the next boss up and that guy verified it as well. But he also verified that through email and both the emails had been hacked and, uh, the money went to, I don't know, great hackers instead. Oof. Uh, in this case, he was not just doing texting and email. He got on a video call with several people, including the chief financial officer and said like, is this legit? You really 25 million dollar transfer? And they said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, it's all good." And he's like, "Okay." And uh he wired the 25 million dollars and now 25 million dollars have been stolen because the entire video call, everybody in that video call except for him was a uh, deep fake.
0: Damn, they're getting good at that. They're
1: getting really good.
0: Well, uh, if there's, you know, $25 million at stake, I'm sure they'll figure out some sort of anti- or countermeasure for this pretty quickly. Yeah, I think uh-huh. that
2: countermeasure is just going to have to be have all important conversations face-to-face, which will last at least until some major vulnerability in uh, Neuralink is discovered.
1: The interesting thing about that is it's going to mean you got to go back to the office because you have to see people face-to-face.
0: That'll last until we get those uh, Mission Impossible face masks. <laughs>
2: I thought my joke was better.
1: (laughs) That'll only last until people figure out that you can scratch at the sides of people's faces to see if there's latex there or not.
0: Mm, Then you got to give them the uh, Deep Space Nine blood test. Oh yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, that's uh, interesting. I will definitely. uh, I feel like there's got to be some some other way than than in person. Um, I mean the the
2: other alternative
0: option is getting
2: the old people in your c-suite to actually take it security seriously which is no option <laughs> at
0: all yeah maybe you uh just have to get them to you know turn 360 degrees around on the video call
1: i mean he'll never I'm be su- able to fake
0: the back of his head i'm
1: sure ai is no more than a few <laughs> weeks away from that especially <laughs> like, if you throw uh-huh. 25 million dollars at it
0: uh-huh you didn't get his bald spot right <laughs> but <laughs> I show me his ball
2: one. sack yeah, <laughs> uh, Inyash, I can guarantee you there's more money in compute than you could imagine going into uh, realistic deep faking of ball sacks. Yep, yeah, I believe that's you. True.
0: That's yeah. That's that's top of the list.
2: I mean, it, all right. it's right. Second on the list, top of the list is boobs, obviously. But
0: well, yes. All right, all right. Enough, enough nonsense about uh, deep fake boobs. Uh, we have a much more important story ah different type of (laughs) nonsense vladimir putin did an interview with uh, tucker carlson uh now we weren't going to cover this but inia said he wanted to cover it because some good memes came out of it and he felt we had a responsibility to give people the background on all the fun memes so inia tell us about the memes
1: well apparently in the middle of this interview tucker carlson was like hey putin why'd you invite ukraine As like just a wide opening to say, you know, because of NATO and because of whatever else all the um, right wing people have been saying to excuse the Ukraine invasion and putin is like well it all started 5 million years ago when the earth began to condense from the dust in the solar all system
0: right. all right i don't think he went back quite that far okay. he, did,
1: he didn't go back quite that far but he went back way was several hundred years right
0: it was several hundred
1: years yeah talking about the uh, formation of the russian empire and the slavic peoples and etc and uh it, it was just you're we've got a number of great memes out of that about uh the, People talking about yeah. First, you got to realize that in the Silmarillion, the the archangels did this and
0: that, and uh, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, none of us actually watched the interview, right? No, no.
2: I appreciate how uh, Putin apparently mistook um, Tucker Carlson for Dan Carlin because that <laughs> honestly has some big hardcore history energy. It seriously it really does. does. I love uh, how whenever yeah.
1: he wants to talk about a topic. I remember when he tried to talk about uh, Cleopatra, he was like, all right, we got to start 200 years before the fall of the Roman Republic. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like
1: awesome. And we had 20 hours.
0: Yep. Uh, so listeners, I uh, I don't recommend you watching the interview either. Uh, from what I can tell, it was just Russian propaganda and uh, Tucker being like, mm-hmm, all right, and occasionally asking a question. Uh, so it sounds uh, the I don't know. I don't know. What is, is there a word for something that makes you less informed after you watch it? Uh,
2: mind killer.
0: <laughs> 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 yes, it will just mind kill you. <laughs> Man, you're already getting plenty of that.
2: Yeah. So what was you guys' favorite meme out of this?
0: For me, it was the Similrillion one. That one was pretty good.
2: Yeah, so, Did you have a favorite? Yes, I did. Uh, so the day this interview happened... Uh, probably Russian or Ukrainian special forces or possibly just Ukrainian drone operators, uh, attacked Moscow and set a bunch of, uh, military bases on fire. And, um, uh, my favorite meme to come out of this was, uh, Tucker sitting across from a shady individual, uh, and shady individual was saying, uh, you did perfectly, Tucker. They didn't they didn't suspect a thing uh hmm. with a picture attached in addition to the cartoon of the military bases on fire.
1: Oh, implying that Tucker was the deep N- op agent that went in and exploded those during the night or something? Yes. Okay. That is that is not really part of the meme format but that we're talking
2: about. But it works. I mean, still. it's a different yeah. meme format, but it's the same event. Sure, fair enough.
0: Alright, Eniash. Yes, sir. What is Sam Outman up to? sam
1: altman wants a lot more chips and i mean a lot more chips he's based mm. uh the I gpus be- I,
0: I bet he's just discovered doritos silent <laughs>
1: <laughs> and by chips i mean the gpus
0: oh wow <laughs> oh, man that's that, less exciting
1: that are yeah that they're using to train ais and run ais but mainly train the ais um and in fact he's been saying that he kind of wants to overhaul the semiconductor supply chain just get a whole lot more producers in there he's in talks with the united arab emirates and many investors to see if they can get this going because right now he says they are being severely limited by in unavailability of chips is that the right word unavailability shortage Shortage, fine.
0: (laughs) I would like them to overhaul the semiconductor supply chain because a lot of it goes through Taiwan right now. Yup. And I don't know if you guys know about this, but Taiwan is somewhat vulnerable to one of our geopolitical adversaries. Uh, Specifically the adversary who we earlier, or or last year, were like, "Uh, we're going to just issue an order that nobody's allowed to sell them advanced microchips. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, yeah, we should probably try to start getting them somewhere else.
1: If they want the advanced microchips, like, the island is literally just off their border, and they've been trying to talk about taking it for a long time anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. The, so, yeah, they could invade just to get them. I'm more thinking of, like, once they do, they're probably not going to sell us any microchips.
1: Well, yeah, no, they're going to want them for their own AIs.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm less concerned about China taking over. The Taiwans have, Oh, by the way, we're talking about China, for those listeners who <laughs> yes, uh, it's China. weren't aware Spoiler. of that uh, euphemism. Uh, because, like, the machines, sure, they're going to be... I mean, assuming they don't get blown up in the invasion, which, if Ukraine has taught us anything about modern warfare, it's that it tends to turn cities into smoldering craters... Um, But assuming the machines survive, like, the main things that are hard about semiconductors are... Or especially advanced semiconductors is how you use the machines and the designs you put into the machines. The designs are almost entirely done in America, and the skilled technicians who run the machines in Taiwan are almost certainly going to be on the first plane out. So... I don't see uh, China being able to just roll in and take over the semiconductor manufacturing industry, but the question is whether they destroy it or just knock a medium-sized hole in it, and I would certainly prefer the latter of those scenarios.
1: Indeed. One of the interesting things about this news story is that the Wall Street Journal estimated that Uh, a new semiconductor supply chain would cost five to seven trillion dollars uh which i mean i guess legit like if someone said i want to start up a new steel supply chain and you're like well all the way from mining the ore out of the ground to producing a finished steel i-beam uh to replicate the all the infrastructure we have right now probably going to cost you trillions of dollars okay right legit i don't think that's literally what sam altman is talking about uh but Every single news article, not every single, a large amount of news articles that were both produced and, more importantly, shared, I guess, because you're going to run into the ones that are shared, said Sam Altman seeking $7 trillion to build more uh, c- computer chips, which is just not true. We we have no idea exactly who he's talking with. Well, we know some of the people he's talking with, but we don't know what they're talking about, what the money ranges are, what he's actually trying to replicate here. Uh, they just glommed onto this is an estimate for complete reproduction and now are saying that that is what he's looking for as if it is a fact and it's not and this is your weekly reminder that all journalists lie all the time
0: yeah i read a whole ass article on this when i first saw it and uh, i was definitely came away with the impression that sam altman was going around telling people i need seven trillion dollars
1: yeah <clears throat> i did too at first and then yeah. i found out the truth and i was very annoyed Whew.
0: journalism it's what we offer
1: uh, <laughs> we offer the joe rogan take sir the
0: joe rogan for rationalists mm. all right well that brings us to happy news Good news, Yay! everyone. our first piece of happy news is that the acx grants have been announced and there is some fun stuff in there uh you should definitely go read the whole article uh because this is <clears throat> uh there were like 20 25 different things announced But some of my favorites were, uh, first of all, The Cure for Suffering, which is fun. Did you guys read that one?
2: I did not. I didn't read this article. Um, Didn't we report on the cure for suffering thing a few years ago? I did see from clicking on it in the uh, link in the show notes that the thumbnail image for this article is a portrait of Union General and uh, U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I,
0: <coughs> I
1: swear that it made it into our happy news at one point when the, this lady with the, with the not feeling any suffering was found.
0: Uh, yeah, I think maybe you're right, but they, uh, uh, Scott gave a grant to a project called, uh, the Far Out Initiative.
1: Due to the fact that the genes in question that they're studying are the F-A-A-H-A-O-U-T, or Fa Out genes.
0: Nice. Yes. Um, and, uh... They are working it says that they are working on pharmacologic and genetic interventions that can imitate her condition. If they see succeed, they hope to promote them as painkillers, splice them into farm animals, and to produce cruelty to produce cruelty free meat, or just give them to everyone all the time and end all suffering in the world forever. They are extremely serious about this.
1: <laughs> I love the they're extremely serious about this yeah. part. Yeah.
0: Um this has spawned a lot of discourse. Why? <laughs> yeah. Wait, why? Oh, well, Ineash, you know why. Because you are a suffering is good person. I mean... Um, so if we have a cure <laughs> for suffering, then that would be bad.
1: Some suffering is good, certainly, and specifically the suffering that we choose when we go to Burning Man or wherever, but I don't think all suffering is good.
0: Well, I mean, that's they're proposing a genetic intervention uh, to, to make it so you don't suffer.
1: I, But you could choose to take that or not.
0: Well, yes, but then you couldn't suffer anymore. And wouldn't that make your life meaningless?
1: Look, yes, it, it would. <laughs> but you decided to do that to yourself. So joke's on you. Like, I, I, I am all for people getting the right to choose to fuck themselves up however they want. Especially because, like, every now and then you're in a lot of physical pain due to whatever shitty reasons. And uh, just not being in that pain anymore is totally worth it.
0: Um, Then how are you also anti-wireheading all the time?
1: Because wireheading is not the removal of all suffering. It's the destroying of a person.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. But if you choose I, to do that to yourself, that's not okay?
1: No. I, again, Wes, I uh. am for suicide. Not for suicide. I, I am for <laughs> allowing people to commit <laughs> I'm suicide. To Canada. <laughs> I am for allowing people to commit suicide if they want to commit suicide. All I'm saying is that when you wirehead, you're committing suicide. So keep that oh, in mind. Yeah. so dumb.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly into this because of the uh, splicing them into animals to produce cruelty-free meat. Uh, yeah, because, cool you know, yeah. meat is good and yet <laughs> some people think this isn't true for some reason because something, something pigs are apparently morally equivalent to people. And if this can get those people to shut the fuck up and just eat a steak, then okay, <laughs> we see, I'm less we excited about that
0: other. because I think we're going to get the lab grown meat cheaper than the actual meat because pigs and cows are fucking expensive and annoying to take care of. And if you could just do it in a lab, they'll probably do that.
2: Yeah, but Um, I'm increasingly bearish about the chances of getting that in, say, the next 10 years.
0: Something tells me we're not going to get this in the next 10 years, either. Mm, I
2: don't know. Maybe.
0: But also, if we create, you know, uh, animals that are genetically incapable of suffering, they can reproduce. So when society collapses, we can still have them. True. All right. Uh, Other favorites of mine. Anti-mosquito drones. They're making drones to hunt mosquitoes and kill them. Just gene drive the fuckers. Yeah, right? Release the gene drive, you cowards. Um, Work on far UV light to kill uh, uh, viruses. Uh, Apparently, there's a problem with those. That uh, they create a bunch of ozone and possibly suffocate you. That's not Mm. good. Yeah, so there's a grant to solve that problem. So hopefully figure that out. Um, There's somebody working on a phone app for testing pupil response which sounds fun. Apparently, uh, you can detect things like senility and <laughs> other neurological conditions.
1: I wonder if that could come in useful.
0: Yes, with a uh, a pupil response test, but people suck at it, and they have machines to do it, but they're annoying and, and finicky and expensive, and these guys just want to come up with a uh, phone app that can do it, which makes sense to me because your phones have lights and really good cameras, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So that'd be great. Um, hunter killer bacteriophages. God damn! Uh, I've heard metal. of bacteria, right? I've heard mm. of bacteriophages before, but didn't actually know what they were. Apparently, they are like bacteria that infect other bacteria, uh, and they're they're working on making custom ones to kill the bacteria we want to kill. Fuck yeah! Um, also, all right, this is my this is the last one that I picked out, but this might be the best one: tardigrade human hybrid cells. So tardigrades are these, like, little microscopic organisms that you might have heard of called water bears.
1: <clears throat> yeah, everyone loves Star uh, They're awesome.
0: Yeah, and they can survive in space.
1: Yeah, they can survive almost anywhere. That's the awesome yeah. thing about them.
0: Because well. they, they go into what's called a tun, and they just, like, then they're invincible. It's like they, someone cast uh, one of those D&D spells on them. That's like, you can't do anything, but oh, you can't take any damage.
2: Mm. One of the um, stupidest builds in the history of outside. Yeah. <laughs> They have near-perfect protection against cold, heat, radiation, hard vacuum, and are completely helpless against their common predators like snails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I'm sure it was a, a good adaptation when it was Still, flight.
2: if I can get a shot and become immune from radiation, then it'll all be worth it in the end.
0: Yeah, so Scott says they're trying to, to splice the gene's together with human cells um says they they say they hope to create hardier cell lines for research and therapeutic therapeutic purposes for example to strengthen graft tissue after surgery and our bio evaluators were very impressed by the possibilities here but if all of this is secretly a plan to create invincible supermen i'm happy to give them the grant for that too
1: nice You know, if this does make you immune to radiation, but also gives you the weaknesses of the tardigrade,
0: that one snail
1: coming after you forever is actually going to be a threat.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. No. All right. Well, I don't don't know. As long as
2: it doesn't stop me from wearing boots, I can't see it be a problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. All right. Eniash. Yes, sir. What's next?
1: Next up, uh, another CRISPR story. We have these. Yeah, CRISPR. <laughs> almost all the time. Uh, there's a single mutation genetic disease uh, that is now being cured in humans with CRISPR. So there we go. Woo. All right. Yeah. Just a quick one. Sweet. Uh, Biden. Oh, wait. No, this one's for you. You, you take this one.
0: <laughs> all right. Next happy news. The Biden administration is coming up with $1.5 billion to loan to a Michigan nuclear plant to keep it open. Oh, I yeah. hate
2: that this is news, but yay, I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're not being completely insane about nuclear. They were going to close the plant, and the Biden administration was like, uh, how much do you need to keep it open? And just loaned them the money, which uh, seems like a very sane thing to do. Hell yeah, that's fantastic. All right, Eniash, James Webb Telescope.
1: James Webb Telescope has looked far into the edge of the galaxy, which, if you know about uh, galaxies, mean not nah, edge of the galaxy, edge of the universe. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, which, if you know about space, also means you're looking far back in time because light ha- has a speed limit. Anyways, they are looking to the Ooh. very.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know what that was.
0: You're looking back in time it... into the distant past. <laughs>
1: Is this a movie or TV show?
0: I mean, it's every movie and TV show. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, They're looking to, yeah, the first moments after the universe uh, started expanding. And they are finding what appear to be bright galaxies, which is really fucking with them. Because that is way, way too early in time for bright galaxies to exist. And so now all the cosmologists are like, all right. Either there's something very wrong with our model of the universe and we need to start over uh, or something is wrong with how we're interpreting this data. There's the the telescope is looking
0: <laughs> or something is wrong artifacts. with our telescope.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh it's it's I'm putting this in happy news because if that there is, in fact, something really long, wrong with what we think of the universe, that might mean that some of the constants are different. Maybe we don't have to experience heat death. Maybe we're about to learn a whole bunch of cool new things about physics. That would only be possible if uh, somehow bright galaxies were around at the very early time then.
0: Whenever I want to explain to people how weird the rationalists are, Mm -hmm. I just tell them that, like, a good percentage of them are actually concerned about the heat death of the (laughs) universe. Shut up, Wes. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a legit concern. (laughs) I'm not saying it's not. It's just weird.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. We love being Speaking
0: weird. of things that are weird, we have uh Neuralink has been implanted in a person. We got yeah, we got the uh the chip in the brain. It happened.
1: It's awesome.
0: Um they haven't really released anything about what they're able to do with it yet. Uh but it was implanted. It happened. So that's fun, and they could, you know, read some brainwaves. Yeah, it.
2: and they're this specific patient. They're trying to use it to treat ALS, which my grandfather died from. So good luck oh. to them.
0: No, that's now, awesome, David. That can't be right because this is Elon Musk, and I have it on good authority that he's pure evil and would never help people do anything.
2: Ah, uh, yes, but you're forgetting that you heard that from journalists.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right, journalists and communists. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, Eniash,
0: we've got th- three more stories, and they're all yours.
1: Yes, uh, a 14-year-old who is really into insects has discovered a new insect, and he's helping to entomologists to write the paper on it and to name it. I am putting this in here because there is a lot of things that 14-year-olds can do if they are encouraged to live life and do stuff rather than being sent to fucking part-time prison. So- oh,
0: shit, it's a giant stick insect.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, uh, that's cool. So stop sending kids to high schools where they are imprisoned and do nothing with their lives and start letting them wander around. <laughs> Send
0: them to the woods to discover Seriously, insects.
1: Seriously, let them wander around anywhere and pursue their interests and just find out new things and learn stuff and contribute to the world.
0: All right. Speaking of contributing to the world, what's the next story?
1: Ayla has found true love at last. She All right! <laughs> she, she found a bachelor from the Friend dating the show podcast, that is the perfect – f- Oh yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, found a bachelor on a dating show who is absolutely perfect for her. It's adorable to watch. The show's really it's. It just felt good watching the show. So um, th- that's that's why I'm passing this on. And now she's going to get married and have all the babies and be happy for the rest of her life. So very happy
0: news. Good for her. All right. And we're not going to discuss any details about that here. Because if you want to hear details, you're going to have to listen to the Bayesian Conspiracy, which uh, will shortly be releasing a Bayes Blast featuring Eniash and I discussing the whole show.
1: Exactly. And by shortly, we might even release it before this. Indeed. So negative time
0: shortly. All right. And the last, last happy news story.
1: Last happy news. Coast Guard was just doing a routine inspection of a container ship and I heard some scratching from one of the containers. And they're like, that's Hold the up a worst minute. thing you could possibly hear from inside
0: a container. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So they moved a bunch of containers out of the way, opened this one up, and it was a container from a junkyard. There were some junked cars in it, and apparently a junkyard dog had been living in this junkyard. And when when the big machines came to haul the cars away, got scared and ran inside the cars and was hauled away with the cars and had been trapped in this container for eight days.
2: Oh, Poor buddy. Yeah.
1: They rescued the doggo. She is now uh going under treatment for malnourished. Nutrition, and hopefully will soon be rented out, adopted out to some lovely family. <laughs> rented out. Uh,
0: that's called fostering. There we yeah. go. <laughs> it's not not quite renting, but it's close.
1: Yeah, you rent her for the rest of your life.
2: Oh, All she right. is adorable. I know. She looks like my dog, but brown instead of black.
0: And I will tell you this: I adopted a starving dog once, and uh, and his I just name got to feed was him. David. His name was David. No, her name was Lola. <laughs> oh, and okay. uh, we just fed her a bunch of food, and she uh, she bulked right up. She got super healthy. She was great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Now that takes us to troop deployment. So I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer, and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David.
2: So uh, this is going to be a short one because I think it doesn't take much elaborating, but there has been some hashtag discourse about um, whether or not the IDF has been doing war crimes. And I am firmly of the opinion that they're not, but it really doesn't matter whether or not they are. Because one combatant in that conflict, namely Hamas, has unambiguously been doing all the war crimes. They've been targeting civilians, they've been doing rape, They've been using torture as a method of execution. They've been fighting out of uniform. Basically, just hang the list of war crimes and throw a dart, and you'll probably land on something that Hamas is demonstrably, easily, provably doing. And the thing about international law is there's not actually much in the way of enforcement of those laws in uh, the sense that, say, uh, U.S. law is enforced. Instead, the way it works is everyone who is fighting a war agrees to abide by these rules on pain of the other side also declining to abide by the rules if they're violated. And so while I don't think the IDF is doing war crimes, I'd be kind of okay with it if they were, because that's just how war crimes law enforcement works. If you do war crimes, then war crimes shall be done to you. And Hamas did war crimes. And so if they're now getting war crimes done to them, they have literally no recourse to complain about this.
0: All right. right, Thank you, David. Inyash, what is your troop deployment for this episode?
2: Well,
1: speaking of war crimes, uh, there is a type of person which we are all familiar with who always needs to be doing some sort of drama. Uh, They they need to be in the shit. They need to be fighting the good fight. And they need to lead the charge against evil, and we hate all these people, uh, specifically because there is not enough evil out there in the world for them to fight it all. So they will find some, and uh, that means that much like Juicy Smollier. is that how you pronounce his name? Juicy
2: Smolier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not it at all. But go ahead.
2: The
1: guy who faked that hate crime—they uh, will find any little thing to get extremely upset about and accuse other people of doing violence or all sorts of really bad shit. Um, this this is really bad for any community that tolerates these people because if you tolerate one of these trauma junkies in your community, you are putting everybody else in your community at risk. Uh, eventually. Somebody in your community is going to be targeted by the trauma junkie and told that they are an awful person who needs to be kicked out of the community because you have done some sort of evil thing uh, so that the trauma junkie can have a a windmill to tilt at. Uh, this naturally makes people leave communities that have trauma junkies and they slowly wither and die. They also uh, drain leadership resources like leadership should be doing other things with their time. And a trauma junkie will spend every single hour of a leader's attention that they can get harping on about whatever their issue is. And, um, the leaders sometimes may think, look, as long as I listen to them, they aren't going to be going after other people. I can take their time. But the leadership's time is much, much more valuable than a trauma junkie's time. They literally got nothing else going on in their life. The leadership is actually supposed to be running a community and helping make it better. And I understand trying to kick a trauma junkie out of your community or, or asking them to stop or saying, you know what? Your complaint is invalid. Nobody was doing anything to you. They just tried to come up and have a conversation, and if you were uncomfortable, fine. Sometimes that happens. Uh, The leadership will then be targeted by the trauma junkie for as much social approbation as as they can bring. They are going to drag them everywhere they can. Sometimes they'll be listened to because that is a very popular thing to do in the media right now. Uh, And unfortunately, that's just a hit the leadership has to take because you're saying, rather than going through this myself, I would be willing to victimize the people in my community or make them possibly the victim of this trauma junkie which is the opposite of what a leader
2: does uh, a, a leader follow up to makes, our earlier uh discussion approbation is approval or praise okay um i think okay. i think you the... were maybe thinking of opprobrium.
0: oh man i confuse those all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh what i'm saying is yeah it's gonna suck for the leadership but you're going to it's better to take that hit and to deal with this than to let the people that rely on you and trust you be victimized by a trauma junkie uh so that's that's you just have to ask people to stop doing that tell them not to do that and if they won't you exclude them from your community because everyone else is unsafe when they know they could be targeted by this person next and uh everyone in these communities when leadership does something like that stand by their side you, you you know your leaders, and you either trust them or you don't. And if you trust that they have the best interests of the community at heart, then every now and then, if they say, no, this is actually happening, this person is constantly bringing up the most ridiculous charges, and we just can't deal with it anymore, you stand by their side and you say, okay, thanks for keeping us safer. Here,
2: here.
0: All right. Thank you, Eniash. Definitely co-signed. Except for the uh, appropriate my tro- <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the actual word? Approbation,
2: did you say? Uh. Um, one sec.
0: Oh, God, never mind.
2: Approbrium is the word you were going for. Approbation is the word you said. Okay.
0: Okay. Approbrium's the bad one. All right. My troop deployment this week is that prenuptial agreements should be mandatory. And I actually can't believe I haven't done a troop deployment about this before. But I I checked. I'm pretty sure I haven't. So, in episode 83... My trip deployment was about how contract law in the United States is complete bullshit. We've taken the historical need for a meeting of the minds and replaced it with what's called a manifestation of assent, which just means you sign your name or click the I agree box and you're legally bound regardless of whether anyone ever reads the terms and conditions. Nowhere is this problem worse than when it comes to marriage. I'm a divorce lawyer. And I don't know that I've ever had a client that isn't surprised by some aspect of marriage law. But most people are surprised by the most basic ways that property division and alimony work. And would never have signed up for them if they were asked. Like other contracts, we just assume that if you sign your name on the dotted line, you agree to all the terms and conditions. My solution to this is to make prenuptial agreements mandatory. Now, my typical prenup is nearly 20 pages and is full of legalese designed to make it enforceable in court. And that kind of thing should be available. But for everyone else, they should just be given a one-page form where you check off how you'd like to handle property division and alimony. I actually designed such a form, and I'll link to it in the show notes. It only has two sections, each with three options for how to handle either alimony or property division. You just check off which option you want. A state legislature could just make this a mandatory part of getting a marriage license. Now that sort of thing would put me out of a job. Almost all of the fights surrounding divorce are about property division or alimony. If people actually thought about it ahead of time and made a choice about how to handle it, especially if the legislature directed the courts never to overturn that choice, there would be very little left to fight over. The only thing left would be custody and child support, which courts tend to handle much faster and more efficiently. This is legitimately an equity issue. Rich people all get prenups because they realize that divorce can be high stakes and they want to customize their obligations. But most people don't have a spare thousand dollars to hire me to write them one. So they get screwed by a system that doesn't care what they wanted or what they intended and instead is one size fits all rules that get imposed on everyone based on the fiction that they agreed to it. Instead, just give them the option at the start. It will save a lot of fighting later. Huzzah. All right, that is our show for this fortnight. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts and subscribe to us on Substack. You'll get access to early episodes. You'll get bonus episodes and you'll get into our subscriber only Discord channel where you can come uh, tell me why our uh, that one page prenup sucks and it doesn't have enough options. Ooh, can I add one
1: thing right now? Actually, do it. Uh, one of the worst parts about marriage is that in all these other contracts where you just sign on the line and get whatever it says, in marriage, you don't even know what it says in the contract because so they don't ever give it to you.
0: Yep. And if you were in our subscriber-only Discord, you could come talk to us about that right now. <laughs> uh, and for everyone else, come back in two weeks. Same rad time, same rad channel. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.